1: fall on good soil. God who called Jeremiah when he was a child, God who called Moses when he was a child, God who called Jacob in the womb, God who called Jesus when he was a child. Thank you for the many lives you are calling to yourselves today. May they never be the same this morning. Thank you for your anointing and your unction and the grace to speak your word in Jesus name. Amen. How many of you know? Read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day, pray every day, read your Bible, pray every day if you want to go. Oh. And again, your Bible, pray every day, pray every day. Put some beat, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day if you want to. And the other two things are fellowship. And witness every day, witness every day, witness every day, fellowship. every day. Why do we have to read our Bibles every day? First of all, when you look at 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 23, Apostle Paul is praying for the Christians who were called Thessalonians, just like we are called Ghanaians. They were from Thessalonica. That's a mouthful. And so they were Thessalonians. If he was writing to us now, they would have said he wrote to the people of Ghana who are called Ghanaians. Amen. And when Paul wrote to them, one of the final things he said in that chapter was, The God of peace sanctify you holy. Sanctify is to make holy, to make special, to put aside for special uses. And he's saying, The God of peace sanctify you holy. In spirit, in soul, and in body. Amen. Because every human being has three parts of his life. Man is a spirit. So as you are sitting there, there's a a spirit man living in you. Then you have a soul, which is the things you feel, the things you think, and the things that you you have desires to do, that is your soul, and then you live in a body. Now, what happens is that we feed our bodies three heavy meals a day, sometimes with snacks. And what are the things we feed our bodies with? Banku and okro stew, KFC, pizza, fufu and abeng quan. Fufu and light soup. Jollof rice. And sometimes when you eat, you say, Mommy, can I have more? Kenke and fish. Sometimes mommy will say, but you just ate. You say, I want more. Because you are feeding this physical body. But what about your spirit man? The man that we can't see. Does he also eat bangku and okra stew? Does he also eat chips, chicken and chips? Does he also eat fried rice? The man inside who is called the spirit man, his food is the Bible. His food is the word of God. His food is what God has written. Amen. When you get up in the morning, some of you, the first thing you do as you start to bath and to think, what will mommy give me this morning? Will it be some hausa koko? Will it be some wache? Will it be some yokagari? Will it be some cornflakes? But you never think about your soul, your spirit, the inner beings. So they are not growing well at all. When you are growing up as a baby, you are given what we call protein because it builds your body. And some of you know that protein foods are like fish, eggs, chicken. That's why when you eat the chicken, you want some more. In the same way, the spirit man is a little baby in you. And if you don't feed him, he will starve. He will get kwashiorkor Because the lack of protein gives us kwashiorkor. Deficiency in our diet can give us marasmus. And when you see a kwashioko person, the hair is silky, the eyes are some way, the bones are some way, and the person looks like he's going to die soon. Your spirit man also is suffering from kwashioko and must be remedied and delivered. Amen, somebody. Turn to the person next to you and say, No more spiritual question. Has your spirit been given food today? Amen. So why do we have to read our Bibles and pray every day like we sang? Psalm 119, verse 105. Psalm 119 verse 105 it says thy word that is the Bible is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path I am sure many of you know what a lamp is because of doom saw even if you didn't know what a lamp is Now because of doom song, you know what a lantern is, you know what a lamp is, you know what a candle is, because it gives light. So you hold the lamp like that. Some of you, when mommy sends you say, the room is very dark, I'm afraid. But when she says, okay, take the lamp with you, take the lantern with you when you are going, then you are more assured because you feel that you have light. So the reason why we must read our Bibles every day is so that we may have light and alarm to walk with. During this doomsaw, some of you have been hitting your foot against things and it's very painful. The only thing is that when you hit your foot yourself, you don't cry. Because you know that you did it to yourself. But when somebody else kicks you, "Ah!" when you hit your foot yourself, you just go, oh, oh, it's painful. And then you are okay. So the reason why we must read our Bibles every day, number one, is so that our spirit man will not develop, crush and die. Amen, somebody. And the second reason why we must read our Bibles every day is so that... We will not have bruises and bumps from walking in darkness. Because when we walk in darkness, oh, I didn't see. I didn't see that the table was there. And I hit my shin by mistake. In the same way, we read our Bibles every day so that we will have light to walk with. The whole world, the Bible says, lies in wickedness. The whole world is a dark place. If you don't know, listen to the news. Boko Haram captures 200 schoolgirls. A pilot takes a plane with innocent people on it, and he just decides that he will crash the plane. And he just goes down and he kills everybody. Some places have been ravaged by sickness and disease. All these things are dark things. How can we as Christians walk? Read your Bible, because it is a lamp. Read your Bible, because it is light. You know, you don't know it all. And whether you like it or not, the world is a dark place. So in order to receive light... You must read your Bible every day. Amen. Lady Reverend, what happens if we don't walk in the light? We get a lot of heads. We get a lot of bruises. We get a lot of blood flowing in places it shouldn't flow. But when light comes, you can see your path that you are walking, and you can walk even in the midst of doom. So, the Bible is a lamp and a light to our feet. Amen somebody. Now we must read our Bibles every day because the Word of God or the Bible is a seed that yields a good harvest. Amen. A seed that yields a good harvest. So I've given you three reasons. Number one, to avoid spiritual question to your spirit. Because if you don't give him food and you're always eating both fruit, the woman across the road, kebab from the car park, and you never feed your spirit man, you will die. Number two, if you don't take the lamp in the so world and let it light the path you are walking on, you will die. Have an accident by all means. And you will be hurt many times over. Amen. I am blessed to have had some light from a very young age. Amen. Some people grow up not having any light. And not knowing the things that are in the darkness. But when I was growing up, my Sunday school teacher Gave me the word of God. He gave me the Bible. So it was light to me. So when I got to secondary school. And some boy came to rap me. And I was informed too. It was a dark world. But the Lamb came. And said. Do not be unequally yoked. With unbelievers. Because I was walking. But I couldn't see. But when I took the lamp, he said no. And I was only in about form two, which is like JHS two. And a boy came from Infantipim School. I don't know him. He said he's coming to visit me. But he came with somebody I knew. So I thought the person had come to visit me. So then I went down and I spoke to them not knowing that he has given some of his provisions to the boy so that the boy will bring him to my school which was a girl's school. So whether you like it or not, darkness will find you. And then when they finished the visit and they left, the next week the boy came again and they come with their own money. They take the car or the bus or whatever with their own money and they come. So I was wondering, ah, This boy, I don't know him, he has come again a second time. And the when he came the second time, he said, uh, I came because I am in love with you. (laughs) How can you be in love with me, little me? What do I know at the age of 12 or 13? But thank God for the lamp and the light in this world of doom. So, So I didn't follow my emotions. But I followed the word of God because my saved teacher had given me the lamp. So when I saw the darkness, I didn't know where to turn. I reached out for my lamp and my lamp said, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. It also said, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction will clear it out. And I said, foolishness, where is it from? And God said, the foolishness of your emotions, the foolishness of immaturity, the foolishness of things you don't understand. So my doom so was lightened by the lamb of God. And that can be your story. Amen somebody. Read your Bible every day just like you eat every day. Amen. Even when you are sick, you are told to eat, because it is necessary for the body to function in the same way. We need the Bible so that we can eat. Well, Luke 8:11. Luke 8:11. Jesus is speaking about the parable of the sower, and then he says, "The seed is the word of God. the seed is the word of God. Amen. And then, when you look at 1 Peter 1.23, 1 Peter 1.23, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So if the word of God is a seed, When you plant a mango seed, you get a mango tree or mango trees. When you plant a few beans, you get a lot of beans. You get a harvest. So in the same way, if the word of God is a seed, then when we read our Bibles every day, God comes like a farmer and he sows the seed in our hearts and in our lives. And every tree yields more fruit than the seed that you have put in the ground. So because of that, we must read our Bibles every day so that we can reap a bumper harvest of His Word in our lives. Amen! You eat every day because you can't eat once and say, Oh, I've eaten for three months, so later. There's nothing like that. It has to be piecemeal and every day. So the Bible that you have in your hands is a seed. And unless it is planted, you cannot reap a bumper harvest. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, the word is a seed. Read your Bible so that you can plant it and you will get a bumper harvest. Amen. So when I was reading my Bible every day, by the grace of God, my saved teacher told me about being born again. And then he led me to Christ. And then he told me that it was necessary to read my Bible every day. Now as I started to read the Bible, it became a seed. Every day, every day, the years passed by. The months passed by, the days passed by. Then one day, that seed that do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, it became a bumper harvest. Because at the right time, I fell in love with the right man, and by the grace of God, I married the right man. So when you plant seed, it becomes a harvest, and when the fruit comes. You are the one who benefits from that fruit. The word of God is a seed. When you read Galatians 6 8, it says that what if you sow to the flesh, you will of the flesh reap corruption. But if you through the spirit that's verse, I think it's Romans, but he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit Reap life everlasting. So when you sow a seed of mango, you sow a seed of cocoa, you will reap your body being fat, isn't it? You will reap your body developing well. But after that, when you die, this body, it goes into the earth. Maggots come and eat it, and then it's finished. But when you plant the seed into your spirit man, Galatians 6, 8 says, you reap a bumper harvest of eternal life. Eternal life begins when you become born again. And eternal life becomes more when you plant more seeds into your life. Eternal life means God gives us his kind of life. And eternal life begins from the day you begin to sow the right seeds. Into your harvest. Amen. Read your Bible, pray every day. Now, when we read our Bibles, we burn away unwanted things. We burn away unwanted things. Amen. There are many things in our lives that are not good. And we need the fire of God's word to burn those things away. That is why rubbish is burnt by fire. So the boiler in your life, the fire of God's word will, re- will burn the boiler, the rubbish, and the things that are unwanted in our lives. Amen. Can I have a louder amen? amen? Lady reverend, why do you say that? Jeremiah 23 verse 29. Next year we are going to have a, 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 a competition with all these verses. So, so, so be careful. Okay? Jeremiah 5 verse 14. Sorry. Wherefore, thus saith the Lord God of hosts, because he speaks this word, behold, I will make my words in thy mouth fire, and these people wood, and it shall devour them. No evil can remain as part of our character if we allow the word of God in our lives every day. Borla is thrown away because it is unwanted. When you use a bottle, you don't need it anymore. You throw it away. When you need a cup, you don't need it anymore. It's fault. You throw it away. When a glass gets broken, you throw it away. When clothes become like rags, you throw them away. When you've eaten and you have unwrapped the wrapper, you throw it away. In our lives, we have a lot of bola. But when the word of God is like fire, it burns away the fire. And that is why you must read your Bible and pray every day. Amen. How many do we have now? Five, or? We have five, four. Do we have five or four? How many say four? How many say five? Hey. How many say Six. sometimes we have evil things in our lives. And the evil things can develop and become strongholds. You know, when it starts, it's not a stronghold. Maybe you become, somebody becomes an armed robber. But he started by stealing little things. Do you understand? He started by when he sees 50 pesos, then he will take it. Then later he graduated to one city. Then later he graduated to two cities. Then later he grew up and he graduated to holding a gun. And robbing people at gunpoint. But when you read your Bible every day, the bad habits will not become strongholds. Because the Bible will be cutting them off gradually. So the stronghold of stealing, when you go and read... Ephesians 4, verse 29 thereabouts, it says that, let him that st- stole steal no more if you were stealing before you became born again. It's saying, don't steal anymore." So if you read in your Bible, Ephesians 4:29, "Let him who steals steal no more, then you will cut away that thing, so you will not become a diehard criminal. In the future, because you have read your Bible on that day, and it has dealt with that issue. Those of you who have been stealing from mummy's stew, or maybe you become a diehard liar. Everything you say is not true. One day, somebody in the church, his father came to see us. And the father said, I don't believe anything my son says. The only thing he says that's true is good, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Because that's why he can't lie about it. When I look outside, I'll know that it's morning. And when I look outside, I'll know that it's afternoon. And when I look outside, I'll know that it's evening. But apart from that, he does not speak any truth. How did it start? Maybe if he had read his Bible every day. You see, he was my husband's schoolmate. And they all grew up together. And they were all two young men. They all went to good schools. They all went horse riding together. They all had sleepovers in each other's house. But the difference was that one became born again. And one began to read his Bible every day. And so that tendency to even lie or steal or be dishonest every morning when you read the Bible... It will show you. And so it didn't become a stronghold. But then this other one did not become born again, did not have the opportunity of reading his Bible every day and became a sworn and die-hard liar. So when you read your Bible every day, it stops sin from being very strong in our lives. Amen. Tell somebody, I am going to read my Bible every day, so that I don't become a hardened sinner. So Jeremiah twenty three twenty nine shows us that, It's not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces?" Some of you, your character is a rock. But if you read your Bible every day, because the Bible is backed by the Holy Spirit, it is stronger than any human force. And so it comes like a hammer, and it breaks that hard area in your life into pieces. It's not my word like a hammer to break the the rock into pieces. Amen. We must read our Bibles every day so that we will have a weapon to fight Satan with. (laughs) If you don't read your Bible every day, when Satan comes, he will be holding a sword and you are using a spoon, a fork, even a plastic spoon. How can you fight with a plastic spoon? Or even an ordinary spoon? But if you read your Bible every day, you will be taking a sword in your hand to fight the devil. Lady Reverend, why do you say that? Ephesians 6, verse 17. Ephesians 6, verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and the sword of the Spirit. Luke chapter 6. Reading from verse forty-six, Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's good to know the books of the Bible. Are we there? And why call ye me Lord, Lord? And do not the things which I say. Jesus is asking you every day. You say, Lord, Oh Lord Jesus. Oh, but you don't do the things I say. Why? Why, Why are you like that? Mm. And then verse 47. Whosoever comes to me and hears my sayings, and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house, and dig deep, and laid the foundation on a rock. But when the flood rose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house, and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built an house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Amen. Jesus is telling us a parable here, and he says that anybody who comes to me and hears my sayings. But it's not only hearing. And that's what I say. And First of all, the first step is to come to Jesus. The second step is to hear what he's saying. Like you heard what I said yesterday. And the third step is to do the things that God says. He meant somebody. He said that person is like a man who built his house and digged deep and laid a foundation on a rock. So when somebody wants to build a house, he has to do a lot of he has to dig the ground so that he can go deep before he lays the foundation that the house will stand on. Amen. And because this man bought land, there were two of them, they bought land. One person said, As for me, I want my house to be able to withstand every storm. Because I know that the rainy season in Accra can begin in June. And when it begins, so many houses go under the water. So many houses get flooded. Sometimes people even die. Because the foundation is often not strong. So this man said, In the light of that, I'm going to dig deep into the ground. And everybody who passed said, How long is it going to take you before you build this house? You have taken so long. You are not prosperous. If you were prosperous, you will finish soon. And he said, It's not about prosperity. It's about how deep I want to go. It's about how long I want my life and my house to last. That is what I am doing. And then as he dug deep, more dirt more energy, more laborers to pay, more money to spend, but he wanted to build a house with a good foundation. So he continued to dig. And then after that, he started the foundation from inside the earth, so that when it comes up, then he will build the superstructure on it. So when he did that, he looked across the wall, and he saw his friend that he had bought the land with. But that friend had reached window level and was progressing quickly with the house. And so people passing by said, Ah, this is Mr. A. He started his project earlier, but he hasn't reached anywhere. Look at you. You started a few months after him. Your house has come up so beautifully. Your house is so nice. How come? Ah, uh, is it that you are richer? And people started to laugh at the man who had spent all his time digging deep because his friend, Mr. B across the wall he just did something he just dug the ground small and then he poured the concrete and then he built the house and everybody who passed said Mr. B, you are very powerful the number number of windows you have managed to put already you have roofed the house already but this is your friend he also began but he is not prosperous so he is struggling he is a struggling man anyway eventually, Mr. A also finished. Mr. B finished earlier and had what you call a housewarming party. You are learning a new thing. When you build a new house and you are prosperous, you warm the house by inviting people to come to the house and see. And you take them round. Oh, so this will be the living room. This will be the children's area. This will be Maria's bedroom. And they saw your bedroom painted in pink all the things you have dreamt about it had happened in that room so Mr. B was very prosperous after they had gone through the house he also brought them to the living room and he said oh a few drinks and some item 13 some nice things to celebrate what I have been able to achieve so there was a lot of means a lot of happiness it was a, a big flow and then as the guests were Popping their unalcoholic alcoholic champagne. Non-alcoholic un- champagne. And chewing kebab and things. They saw Mr. A with his wheelbarrow. They say, ah, but this man, doesn't he know what progress is? Anyway, eventually, Mr. A also finished. And both houses looked beautiful. In fact, it made the area very nice. Wilder than Trasaco Valley. So anyway, as they were staying in the house, they moved in with their families. Everybody was happy. Sometimes they see each other across the wall. And Mr. A will say, How are you, my brother? He says, I'm fine. Then June came and the rains came. It started to rain. They said, Oh, this rain would not last. But it lasted the whole day. You know that kind of rain that falls? Da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da, da-da, it takes forever. Before they saw, the water was rising. Just like it rises at a uh, uh, circle and, oh, Odona. Odorna with the big gutter there. So the water was rising. It was coming up. It was coming up. And then everybody was saying, Oh, what is happening? Then they put on the news. They said there's been flooding at Odorna. Some people have gone under. It's finished for them. There's been flooding in this place. Some people's beds, their fridges and everything. They were floating on television. Oh, June. What has happened? As the rain came, then thunder too will come. How many of you are afraid of thunder? It was coming, great thunder, lightning. And Mr. B, Mr. B said, Hey, what is happening to my beautiful house? I have done housewarming and all that. And the flood started to rise. And as the thunder progressed, it went through Mr. B's house, the one who finished early.
0: And then the whole house started
1: to cave in like this. Oh, what is happening? And then more rain. Then the floods were rising and the beautiful the mini, mini what? mini the chair mouse mini the mouse, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse the bedroom that had been there Mickey, walls all the things you dream about which one do you like? Hannah Montana is fast which one is there? no, no, which one? Barbie, Frozen uh-huh. all those pictures were on the wall so when that happened the paintings on the wall, the wallpaper, everything was going away. Then Mr. B said, My children are sinking in the rain. I didn't know we were asleep. I didn't know the floods would come in. And The wife said, But you built such a beautiful house. He said, Yes. But I didn't dig deep enough. So when the wind was strong, and the thunder was strong, and the flood was strong, it's flooding my children. All my paintings are spoiled. My cars cannot move. And eventually, his house just fell. Just like the Malcolm that collapsed at Achimota. So when that happened, Mr. B just happened to run out and started to call his neighbors. Then he looked across at Mr. A. His house had become even more beautiful. As the lightning was going, the rain was rather washing the walls and making them more beautiful. And he wondered, but we all bought the land at the same time. And I rather built an impressive project. So how come? Then he remembered that Mr. A had dug deeper into the ground. So when the rain came, his house was not just sanding on the sand because sand has no foundation. But his house was standing on a rock that he had dug deep down to get to. And he has built his whole structure on that rock. So Mr. B. Mr. B said to Mr. A, Oh, I was quick to impress people. And I wanted to do quick work, shoddy work, something that I don't have to spend a lot of energy for and now look all my investment has been wasted and you because you took your time and you built and you built something quality the same rain came to us because we are neighbors the same wind came to us because we are neighbors the same thunder the Bible says it beat vehemently against the house, it came to both of us But the only thing is that after the storm, your house has been left standing. If we build our house on the rock, which is the word of God, anything that comes against you, that house will stand. Not because you are so great, but because you took the time to build a solid foundation. You didn't look so impressive. You didn't look like you were going anywhere to happen. But because that rock is the Word of God, the Bible says heaven and earth will pass away. But my Word, it will never pass away. That is why we read our
0: Bibles every
1: day so that we can go deep. My saved teacher. Of those days led me to Christ. And He led me, He gave me a Bible. And He gave me a certain little red book which had many verses. Not too many, but for a child. And He taught me to memorize that scripture. And He taught me that I must be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. So we are good at hearing. But at this conference, may we be converted into doers of God's word if you are a doer of his word you become somebody who has built on a good foundation but if you are a hearer only the bible says that you deceive yourselves now we must stand before the judgment seat of Christ everybody and when we stand before that seat, you are alone. You can't say, Oh, I want my siblings to come with me. Oh, please, everywhere I'm going, my mother goes with me. So let my mother come. There's nothing like that. You stand as an individual. And then God is going to ask you, So what did you do with the life I gave to you on earth? I'm going to say, God, I played basketball. I did video games. I took selfies. I did Instagram, but I did not read my Bible every day. We must read our Bible every day because you can't eat all the food you will need growing up in one day. In the same way, spiritually, you take a bite every day and then your body will be growing. growing. You see, that's why you say that the only thing that grown-ups can say when they see it is that you You've grown. I can't believe it. And when I was a child, I used to say with my sister that it's because they don't have anything to say. That's why when they come to the house, hey, is that you? I can't believe it's mommy. Hey, look how you've grown. Then we'll go to the room and say, they don't have anything to say. That's why they always say, is that you? You've grown. But the reality is, you do grow very quickly. And as I've become an adult... I have become who my mother was. Do you understand? And I hope that that is not what you are saying in your head. <laughs> that they always say, Is that you? You've gone. Oh my, look what a nice girl she has become. Then you are also bored that they should finish quickly. You are doing something and then they called you to come and greet them. The boring lot. Amen. Amen. But the reality is that by feeding your, your body every day, you have grown into a mature boy and a mature girl. And some of you even announced to us, mommy, from today I'm now a teenager. So please treat me as such. I am not 12 and 11. Sometimes when we even make the mistake and we say, oh, you are 11. I'm not 11. I'm not 11. I'm, I'm 14. What has happened to you? You have grown up. But you also get to a certain stage where you don't want to grow. When they ask you your age, you say, Oh, do you have to ask that one. But it's because of the food you've given our, your bodies. You have grown up so beautifully. And we cannot but marvel at what some of you were in the J Church. Today, you are in the university. Some of you were in I Church. We changed your nappies. Today, when we are calling you, you go to SHS Mall. You have attitude. When we call you that, hey, come. And it comes like, say what you have to say and, 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 and let's go. And then you have cliques of the schools that you are moving in. Do you understand? So like you've come for camp, but you have cliques, you know. And you have attitude. And when they call you, you are like this. And you are, but we saw you at day church We even washed your bum. Amen? What has happened to you? You have grown physically. But if you will meditate on the word and read your Bible every day, we will also look at you spiritually and say, is that you? You have grown so beautifully. You have grown so marvelously. You look so wonderful. Why? Because you read your Bible every day. And not only did you read, you became a doer of the Word. Why do you need the Word of God? We have said it. A light, a mirror, a whatever. But as you are walking physically in this body, you will need a lot of help. You will need to build on the rock.
0: It was great having you today. To find out more about the resources available by Adelaide Heward Mills, please visit the Vision Bookshop at the Kodesh, North Kanishi, Or meet her on Facebook at Reverend Mrs. Adelaide Heward Mills. For prayer and counseling, please call 0243-187-900. You can also drop us an email at honeyonmylips at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, God richly bless you.